There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are in France. Which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mer and mer somehow being different words. Tubi. It's more popular than being French. See you in there. Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, Maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Jolenta. Yes, Kristen. It has been one week since we lived by Martha Stewart Entertaining, and you know what that means. It's time for another By the Book mini episode. And that's a good thing. That's right. It's time for another Buy the Book epilogue. This week, we're looking at the aftermath of Living by Entertaining by Martha Stewart, a.k.a. Martha Stewart Entertaining. But before we get to that, a couple of announcements. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Announcement number one. Our season seven husbands episode is coming soon, y'all. So we want to hear from you. Do you have questions for the husbands about all the hearth and home books we've lived by, about the pandemic, about how awesome we are just in general? Let us know. <laughs> Send the husbands your questions. You can write in to kristenangelenta at gmail.com, or you can share those hot cues at the Facebook community, which is facebook.com slash groups slash BTB pod. And announcement number two, we're asking you for all your ideas for future books for us to live by, books that we have not yet lived by on the show. Please keep in mind, the books must be books we can live by in a two-week framework. That means no artist's way. We're sorry. We love it too. It just doesn't fit into the format. 
<laughs> Someday, maybe there'll be a special artist way only season. But until then, books that can live by for two weeks. Yes, yes. And we don't care if they're bad books, good books, hilarious books. Any books. books you want to nominate. Yes, just nominate books. Share them with us again at our email address or on our Facebook community. Now, let's get down to business. Let's get this mini episode underway, starting with all of your thoughts, you beautiful listeners, on the one and only Martha, Martha Stewart. You folks have a lot of thoughts on Martha Stewart. Let's get to them. Uh, Jessica wrote, I'm an absolute lover of Martha since I was a little kid. The first thing I ever cooked was a dish of her poached pears, along with parchment salmon, a gratin potatoes, and a citrus salad. I was nine years old and had taken meticulous notes in a notebook from the TV because I didn't know you could get the recipes from her books and the internet wasn't a widely used thing yet. I served the meal for my parents' anniversary and had to get them to pick up wine for me since the recipes called for it. <laughs> oh my God. My mom had some struggles with depression when I was that age and needed to take care of her. I was alone a lot, but I took a lot of comfort in learning all about homemaking, cooking, organizing, entertaining, and celebrating from Martha. Martha is more than a lifestyle guru to me. She's a childhood role model. Jessica, that makes me want to cry. That's oh my the gosh. sweetest fucking thing I've ever heard. You copied it down from the TV. That's so cute. We didn't have the internet back in the day, and that's what I'm going to cry about, Kristen. <laughs> we did not. No, we, we didn't. We could just look it up on Google. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jessica, this is such an amazing story and I remember when I was 9 I was so proud of myself because I made craft macaroni and cheese and frankfurters for my stepdad. Yes, yeah. I was so proud of myself for that. Oh, oh my, my gosh, god. Jessica. Beautiful story. Toby says, I grew up in a time where people would say something was too Martha Stewart, the way people say sometimes it's too Instagram perfect, meaning stylized or fake perfection created for validation. But now that I'm older, I'm like, hmm, how much of that opinion was misogyny, like devaluing interests as feminine, frou-frou, or useless? It's like, why y'all making fun of a woman who mastered performing femininity and built a freaking brand on it? Thank you, Toby. Thank you, Toby. Anyone yes, Toby. who monetizes their femininity is a champion of mine. We got Dolly. We got Cher. We got Martha. They're all blazing trails by fucking with stereotypes and making a fuck ton of money from it, at least. Yes. Yes. They're heroes. True American heroes. All right. Ginger has this to say. I don't remember my first exposure to Martha Stewart, but I do remember when my impression of her changed. I had always thought of her as kind of, you know, snooty and that she felt she was above it all, above you, above me, above the law, etc. Then I saw her on the Jay Leno show with special guest Borat, and she was trying to do something uber Martha, like teaching you how to make the perfect bed or something. Jay Leno and Borat were acting like unruly five-year-olds, and I thought she would be stodgy and a little off-put by their behavior and giving off, and I'm so much better than this, why am I even here vibe? Instead, Martha corralled them like a total pro and seemed utterly charming while doing it. I was like, whoa, they should use this as a training video for kindergarten teachers. <laughs> I've liked her a lot more ever since then. That is so good. Like, Martha's the best straight man in comedy. Like, she knows that <laughs> she's in on the joke. That's why she's so great. 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, I I really believe she has a sense of humor. Just look at her Instagram feed. She, she oh my, she knows. She knows. She has. She's to know. hilarious. Yeah, I'm back when she had her big network, uh, Martha Stewart Omnimedia. She even let her daughter Alexis have a daily show, which was essentially making fun of her. She right, I was knew that say she, she lets yeah. her daughter like publicly make fun of her. Like it's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Up next, we have Mildred, who says. The biggest Martha Stewart fan I know is my dad. He is a big, tough-looking guy, but he started watching her show about 25 years ago when he was injured at work and had to recover from surgery. The big complaint I had with her stuff was that she acted like it was so easily accessible when a lot of the ingredients were pricey for my family or just plain not available in our region of the country. But he and my mom continue to love her and everything she does, including her show with Snoop Dogg. And they still subscribe to her magazine. Oh, print media is not dead. (laughs) Mildred, your dad sounds fantastic. I love that they are like still loyalists. Like they're watching everything she's putting out. Yeah. I I just want to sit next to your dad. Each of us in identical Lazy Boy chairs, yes. paging through Martha's Magazine, talking about Snoop, talking about, you know, appetizers about the best and way to, like, press a leaf. Yeah, like, all those things. Your dad yeah. sounds like a blast. Mm-hmm. I love him. All right, Michelle has this to say. It has always been a love-hate relationship for me and Martha. I covet her pantry space, but I hate that on all her original shows, at least, she gave the impression that she did all of it by herself. I feel like one time I saw her do behind the scenes, but that might have been when she had a daily talk show, not the like Martha Stewart living. Mm. I I can say this in her Martha Stewart entertaining book, which we lived by. She does have pictures of her, which I pointed out in the main episode, Mm -hmm. with support staff and catering and other people. With her caterers that she loves. (laughs) Yes, yes. No, I agree. I agree. I remember when my mom told me like that finished thing she pulled out, like she didn't finish that. And I was like... I was hurt. I was a little hurt by it. <laughs> but that's just like tele. That's just the magic of entertaining uh, for television, you know, not necessarily entertaining the way Martha does it. Yes. Danielle wrote in with something interesting. She says, until you pointed it out, I didn't realize that entertaining was ghostwritten. I'm curious. Is this the first book you've lived by that's been ghostwritten or just the first where the publisher didn't hide the fact that it was ghostwritten? <laughs> um, we've lived by we've so lived many ghostwritten by books. a few other ghostwritten books. I know Luann Delisep's book had some help, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, Danielle, you're right. Most folks who write self-help books don't admit that they had mm-hmm. help writing self-help books. But I can say from the publishing insiders that I am friendly with, most of them have help. A, a large percentage of them do. Because there's a huge difference between uh, being someone who got rich selling supplements and being able to write an inspirational book about that. Mm-hmm. You know, That's I'm true. not going to name any names here, but a lot of them. So many of them have help, a lot of help. And not just like you forgot the period here and the question mark here, but like lots and lots and lots of help. Side note, when I got a literary manager once, uh, one of the first things she said was like, we can work on your own projects. And like, also, just let me know if you ever want to ghostwrite. And I was like, oh, that's just like a thing you can sign up for, like get on a roster for. Like, it's like (laughs) such an industry. And I had no idea. (laughs) All right. Let's get to the fact that some of you out there mm. have actually met Martha face to face. Yes, read you it, have. Um, first of all, Rachel says she shops at my workplace and she's always been persnickety but nice. Thank you, and Rachel. 
Gina says, years ago in 2012, I think, my old law firm threw an event and Martha was one of the honorees. Uh. When I met her, I was blown away by how beautiful she was in person. I tipsily leaned in after an introduction and said, I know this is totally inappropriate, but you are so hot. And she tilted her head and looked at me and said, so inappropriate. But thank you. Oh, Martha. <laughs> Gina, you're a hero. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I, I oh would love to talk to Martha that way. I would die. I would die. We need to take a quick break. And we're going to think a lot about what we would say to Martha if we were tipsy and she was as strikingly beautiful as Gina says. When we come back, we have lots of questions and comments from all of you for us about how we actually lived by the book and we have some good stories from all of y'all about how you've been entertaining during the era of COVID-19 so stick around There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers that's more people than there are in France which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mère and mère somehow being different words. Tubi, it's more popular than being French. See you in there. I was hours into a hunt for new digs at the local shopping mall and losing steam fast when fate intervened. Drumsticks, get your drumsticks! Nutty sweet drumstick! What luck! One drumstick, please. Here you go. This is hot and made of chicken. I want an ice-cold, creamy, crunchy drumstick Sunday cone. You and me both, buddy. But that's the vendor next door. Drumsticks! But that line is three miles long! Oh, well. Another day, another drumstick. are back with listener comments from all of you out there specific to Jolenta, how you and I live by Martha Stewart Entertaining. Let's start with this one from Mary. Mary says, the new episode made me so happy. I miss having friends over, but you made me realize that entertaining can still happen in a COVID-19 world. I love that Jolenta had parties for her mom and husband, and I love that Kristen and Dean got dressed up to hit the sidewalk. This is just the sort of world we all need right now. Thank you. Yeah, getting dressed up is the real deal. I'll post that picture of you and Dean on Instagram, Kristen. It's already on Facebook. And seeing it on Facebook did make me remember, like, I have not been dress-dressed in a hundred (laughs) years. Like, (laughs) Get out your sequins, everyone. Why not? Wear them. Apparently, why not? (laughs) Um, Marie says... I just love the efforts you both put into making your food look pretty. And that reminds me that I have those super cute bento boxes that I used to put snacks in at the beginning of COVID. Why did I stop doing that? I love a bento box. There's nothing I love more than organizing small compartments, let alone if they're filled with fucking food, because that's great. Like, Jolenta, remember when we used to do this thing, we'd get on this metal tube with wings and we would go in the air and, 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 and the metal tube would fly and remember how the food was organized in the little mm, containers? I love Ugh. a container. Do you remember how sometimes we used to go to a place called an office and, like, get lunch <laughs> and eat together? <laughs> oh, God. I that was that. cool, too. 
I miss that. But I especially miss how organized the food was while you got to mm. sit and talk with someone no, you loved. I love yes. compartments and making food exciting in compartments. So, Marie, <laughs> good on you. All right. Patricia says, I was laughing so hard during the section where, Jolenta, you made a snack bar for Brad on the mantelpiece. Seems like it would be a great series to intentionally pick books that would be difficult to do during a pandemic and finding workarounds to do them anyway. Buffet for one, loved it, and will definitely consider doing this for my own husband. I'm glad you liked it. You know, initially we did pick this theme before COVID, so we were not sure how we would entertain, but we made it work. Yeah, none of this was meant to be ironic. Just it actually... for one person ever. <laughs> like, it was meant to be like, we'll have parties. Yeah, I mean, in my dream world, I would not be bringing out crappy folding tables to the sidewalk to throw champagne parties. Uh, but I would have thrown a home wedding in my apartment. So would I. Oh, my God, I would love to throw a wedding. Oh, so fun. You would throw so a fun. crazy wedding. <laughs> I would make it crazy. I would, yeah. Uh, all right, Charlotte had this to say. Kristen, Thank you for bringing the party to your friends in the suburbs. I think a lot of us get stressed out by entertaining, even when there's not a pandemic. I know I do. Having friends show up with all the makings for a party plus a happy attitude would certainly take the weight off. I wonder if there's a polite way to drop a hint to my friends to just do that. I would send an email and be like, I have a party house if you want to supply the party. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my friend Eric Sasson, he just recently, because of the pandemic— learned how to cook. Um, Up until recently, he just identified as a mixologist and he would tell people, hey, I'm mixing the drinks. Everybody tell me what they're bringing. And that's the way he would have parties. That's so smart. And he would not apologize for it. He would just own the fact that he was the beverage guy. Everybody else is bringing the rest of the party. That's it. I like that. You're bringing the rest. Yeah, I think you can do that. I think guests are always happy to chip in. All right, let's move on to Cheryl. Cheryl says, I was moved by the segments about Jolenta's mom. I haven't seen my own parents since last December, and I'm missing them like crazy. It also drove them crazy that they couldn't come help us during this time. My daughter was in the hospital for three weeks. I just loved how relatable and loving that segment was. Also, thanks for breaking down the horrible stereotype of men who hate their mothers-in-law. You guys are simply the best. I hope we're breaking down that stereotype. I get self-conscious about it still. Like, people are like, oh, Brad, your mother-in-law's in town. Or like, oh, she might be moving to New York. How do you feel? And he's like, fine. I don't like, <laughs> like, fine. I'm going to get her some cheese. But I get, it makes me insecure where I'm like, oh, no, is he going to hate me? Is this going to be like, yeah, I don't know. Reverse <laughs> everyone loves Raymond and, like, he's tortured by his mother-in-law. Why am I bringing up everybody loves Raymond on my podcast? I don't even like that show. That's how crazy I get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I I just think a lot of stereotypes out there need to go to rest. Go go out there and die. I'm just saying it. Just go there and die. Like, we don't need all those stereotypes. He, it's not that he doesn't find her annoying, but like he finds her annoying in the way he finds me annoying sometimes. Like <laughs> we all have our quirks. Like yeah. and this thing she yeah. does drives him nuts and vice versa. Like, but nothing insane. Anyway, yeah. I'm glad. That, like, sharing some family love made people feel warm and fuzzy because we all haven't seen our families in a long fucking time. Yeah. I miss my family. We miss Dean's family. All of our trips oh, this I past bet. year have yeah. been canceled. And, yeah. yeah we, we can't fly internationally. I can't imagine. Obviously. Like, I think so much about my friends with, like, international family, like you guys, and, like, it must be so hard. It sucks. 
Uh, let's move on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On that shitty note. No. <laughs> Speaking of other things that suck, Kathy brought this up. I love socializing outdoors, and I'm glad that you found ways to do it, too. But soon it will be cold, even here where I live in Atlanta, and I'm worried about that. Kathy, we all are. We're all worried about it, but I'm just going to tell you what I have done. Hmm. I bought snow pants. I bought snow pants. Oh, you don't know you have snow pants? What do you wear to walk the dog? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I, I bought snow pants earlier this year. And I am going to be supporting my neighborhood bars and restaurants as long as I can through the winter, not only with my snow pants, but also with my long johns, my extra puffer, my merino sweaters. And I just bought one of those uh, maxi skirts that's actually essentially a sleeping bag. And I'm going to be wearing that sleeping bag maxi skirt all winter. I was just looking at one on sale, like a mini sleeping bag skirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those like, are so what cute. is this? Does this keep your butt warm? I'm intrigued. Yes, yes. Anyway. And, I I am just going to do it as long as I can. I'm going to go out in all the possible layers. I'm going to look like the State like Puff mo- Marshmallow Man, and I'm just going to enjoy life. You know what you can do if snow gets uh, high enough? You can put, like, lawn chairs out and then take them out. I don't have lawn chairs, but I've seen people do this. And then you have, like, snow lawn chairs where the lawn chair was, but you took it out, and you can, like, sit in a snow lawn <gasps> So smart. Mm-hmm. So, so smart. Um, Kathy, you have lots of options, but start with snow pants. Just start with snow pants. Um, Should we just switch gears and actually talk about how we are all entertaining in the age of COVID-19? Yes. So many of you out there are doing it in such creative ways. Let's start Mm -hmm. with Jory. Jory says, during the pandemic, I've gotten into making cafe-style drinks at home, including making boba tea from scratch. This weekend, my husband and I are trying something new where we're having a couple of friends over for boba tea. I send them the menu two days before and they, quote, place their order. What? On the day of the get-together, I will assemble their boba tea drinks so that they are ready by the time they arrive. Then we will sit outside in our driveway and enjoy chatting over our drinks from a safe distance. I've been really wanting to show off my new boba skills, so I hope it works out. That's such a cool idea. Wow, boba tea. That's like serious work. That's, That's like not like hardcore making stuff. Yeah. You know the kind of tea I make? I warm up the kettle of water and then I and put it in put a tea like bag. your old tea bag in. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. sometimes a new one? No. <laughs> Once a day. Yes. Yeah. Um, I also love what Bethany's been up to. Bethany says, I started a digital salon with a small group of friends. We meet online every two weeks to give PowerPoint slide presentations on anything that interests us. It can be about animals, science, politics, why bras suck, etc. We drink, we learn, and I really look forward to it each time. Holy shit, Bethany, I got to get in on this or I want my own salon and group this of friends. This sounds so <laughs> fun. This sounds so fun. And I love that the topics can have such a, um, a wide range. I mean, mm-hmm. what would we present on Jalanta? Animals and clothes? What would we talk about? Uh, my first presentation would probably be on manatees. Oh, nice. I feel like they've nice. got a lot going on and they're misunderstood. They have a cousin, the dugong, that no one knows about. Like, mm. got to get it going. Yeah, love it. All right. I love this one from Teresa. Teresa says, for Thanksgiving with my adult kids, we're planning on each making a dish or two and dividing it into portions. Then we'll devise some kind of delivery method, driving around and making it so each of us have the same of everything. Then we'll eat together online and play games. That's fucking adorable. 
I love that. You're all going to have like the same plate of food. You can all comment on, oh, the cranberries are delicious, even though everybody knows cranberries suck with meat. I hate that you put blah, blah, blah in the stuffing again. Like, yes, yes. And oh my gosh, this gravy is to die for. Yeah. It'll be so That's fun. Just, it's just a fun, it's just, uh, it's a nice way to bring people together. You can't be physically so together, but your tums will have the same stuff in them. Love it. Love it. All right. We are going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have a word about insider trading. Stick around. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are golden retrievers. Which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi, it's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. Long days and no drumstick make for short fuses. And this fateful Monday, my fuse was as stubby and hungry as they come. Where are the drumstick vanilla cones? Take it easy, Sonny. Where are the drumstick vanilla cones, please? Yes! Sweet, creamy, crunchy, crispy, decadent deliciousness. Sir, I can ring you up. In my preoccupation with scoring a drumstick, I had forgotten my wallet. Uh, do you offer buy now, pay later? Another day, another drumstick. We're back. And now, a comment about Martha Stewart and her famous white-collar crime. Sarah says, I was really surprised that Kristen and Jolenta were so blasé about the insider trading thing. Is this not seen as a significant crime in the U.S.? It kills careers here in the U.K., for sure. It's a crime. I just think, in my personal opinion, Martha's case of insider trading was... People looking to make an example of a high-powered woman that they thought needed to be, like, knocked down a few pegs at the time as well. And there were people involved who did worse that got lighter sentences, I believe. All men. And and Martha, the one woman, got dragged the hardest. So it's sort of, I think now in hindsight, it's become more of a joke. Um, At the time, it was a big deal. And I was, like, personally very upset by how they were treating her, and I thought it was incredibly sexist. Um, And now I'm very happy that we can sort of joke about it and know, like, she got fucked, and it was super unfair, but she's, like, made it work. And not that she wasn't involved in some illegal dealings, but, like, she was nowhere near a mastermind, nowhere near as involved as other people, and made, like, a huge example. Not saying that crime is ever good, but I am saying that sexist, like, harsh punishments are stupid, And so that's why we are a little blasé. Yeah. And she also just went with it. She said, yep, give me my jail time. She didn't didn't try to. Yeah, she didn't fight it. She didn't try and like Lori Laughlin anything (laughs) about like getting her kids into college. She was just like, yeah, I fucked up. She 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 took more of a Felicity Huffman route. Yes, not exactly. that Felicity is like one to look up to in this. <laughs> but yes, absolutely. Um, I'll just second everything you said, Jolenta. Yeah, making an example out of a high-powered woman when there are so many men who just got away with way worse 
in that same case. I'm not just talking about It's very general. reminiscent yeah. of Hillary's emails to me, oh, you know, yes. where it's like, we're uh, going to beat this over the head and use it as an excuse to shit on someone we've been wanting to shit on because a lot of us high-powered men are scared of her. Like, yes. Ugh. Yes. Anywho, Sarah, so that's our answer. Uh, we're not Good so question. much blasé as we are anti-sexist and anti-making an example out of powerful mm. women. There yeah. you go. Don't insider trade also. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do it. <laughs> trade above board. I don't know anything about trading. Yeah. Huge thank you <laughs> to everyone who wrote in and everyone who trades above board. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Seriously, thank you so much for writing in. We loved hearing all your thoughts about Martha. We loved hearing how you've been entertaining during COVID-19. Um, we love hearing all your thoughts. Keep them coming at the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BTB pod. Get in there. Yes. Get in there. And now, Jolenta, mm-hmm. it's time. It is it's time. It's that time when we announce next week's book. Our next book is... This is Where You Belong, The Art and Science of Loving the Place You Live by Melody Warnick. What if this isn't where we belong? What if I'm not a scientist? What if I'm incapable of loving places? (laughs) Listen next week to find out. That's it for this mini episode of By the Book. Huge thank you to our amazing production team at Stitcher. They're our favorites. Daisy Rosario, Brandon Nix, Corinne Wallace, and Andy Christens. Also, huge thank you to Nate Wida, who composed our theme song, and to the amazing band, The Rizzos, who perform it. Please stay in touch. Let us know if you've read Martha Stewart Entertaining. Also, let us know if you've met her in person. Did you hug her? Did you compliment her? Did you tell her she's beautiful? Also, send us any questions or suggestions for future books for us to live by. Our email address is kristenangelenta at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at ByTheBookPod, at Kristen Meinzer, or at Jolenta G. And, of course, you can leave us voicemails at 302-49-BOOKS. That's 302-492-6657. Also, if you have not yet done so already, please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It helps other people find the show. And if you haven't already, also tell a friend about the show. Tell people about the show who are entertaining, who want to entertain, who you just find really fabulous and want to have a picnic with outside in the snow. And always, if you run into Martha Stewart, for the love of God, tell her about our show. Yes, please. Just tell her I love her. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Yes, yes. She really does roll with the punches. She's she does been it in jail. <laughs> She's been to the moon. She hasn't been to the moon, full disclosure. <laughs> Stitcher. I was hours into a hunt for new digs at the local shopping mall and losing steam fast when fate intervened. Drumsticks, get your drumsticks. Nutty, sweet drumstick. What luck. One drumstick, please. Here you go. This is hot. It's made of chicken. I want an ice-cold, creamy, crunchy drumstick Sunday cone. You and me both, buddy. But that's the vendor next door. Drumsticks. But that line is three miles long. Oh, well. Another day, another drumstick.